Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, it's Friday. Sandy Max is here. Greg Matzik's here. Debbie Lazaga is here. Adam Roberts producing the show this afternoon. And let's get to it on this Friday. This is the three. At three on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. What's first up, Sandy? Well, today marks one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Some of the statistics are terrifying, to be honest with you. We all know it's a bad situation out there. And frankly, we haven't talked about it enough. We've kind of fallen off as a country. We've lost our attention on this. Listen to some of these numbers. On an average day this month, 824 Russian soldiers are being killed in the war on an average day. So far, there have been 60,000 Russian soldiers killed. There have been 13,000 Ukrainian troops killed. To give you an idea of context, during the entire 10-year conflict when the Soviet Union was in Afghanistan, over 10 years, they lost 15,000 troops. Over one year here, they've lost 60,000 troops. 7,000 civilians have been killed in Ukraine as well. And 8 million Ukrainians have fled their country and are now refugees. Sobering, sobering statistics. Very sobering. Also because these are so many citizen soldiers. These are so many people who live regular lives like you and I, and then their lives changed immediately. A powerful local connection to this story coming up at 5.15 this afternoon. What's up next? It's not just the Midwest dealing with winter weather this week. The Los Angeles area currently being blanketed with snow. ABC's Alex Stone says a landmark of the region has a fresh coat of snow on top of it. It's not a huge amount yet, but there is a light dusting of snow around the Hollywood sign. KBC TV helicopter reporter Scott Reif got a look at it. We almost never see this, maybe once in a decade if we're lucky. Up in the mountains, it's a lot more snow. Kyle Takata driving in it. This is nothing short of awesome. Uh, This is the first time I've ever seen something like this. They have their first blizzard warning in Los Angeles since 1989. Stuff is shut down in the mountains near L.A. They could get five feet of snow, no visibility. This is terrifying people out there. Even in the lower parts where they're not in the mountains, they're expecting to get a dusting of snow, which they just rarely, rarely see. And I was just in L.A. in November driving around, and it really is hilly. And it's steep hills, so that is not, that's going to be treacherous. And what's the third thing? All right, keeping with the theme of snow, City of Madison Streets and Engineering Division have announced the winners of their snow plow equipment naming election. There's some great (laughs) names in here Saltimus Prime, (laughs) Saline Away. Uh Mm -hmm. I like Brinestone Cowboy, Barbara Salters. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Dolly Plowton. Yes. Snowby Juan Kenobi. That's a great one. This, See, go ahead. Oh, I would say Seymour Pavement was a good one as well. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, LeBron James. This may be my favorite. Which one? Plowy Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> Plowy Walnuts. I get it. I get it. Sweet Carol Brine. Wow. That's one. Uh, in case you're wondering, yes, there has been a Plowy McPlow face. Hmm. Oh, there had to be, right? There had to be. That was in Vermont. Is there a big McPlowski? There is. Oh, really? there yes, is. sir. There was a you big McPlowski in Minnesota. Justin Timberflake. 
Robert Plowney Jr. <laughs> Why are these so funny? This goes on and they're on. so dumb. They're Isn't so they're funny. Like- Brian Cranston. <laughs> Ooh. Isn't this fantastic? Better Good. Call Salt is one, yeah. too, in Minnesota. <laughs> I love Ed it. Ryan Neeser, Scrooge. I thought that Sleetwood Mac That's was good. good, and Cleopatra for your history buffs. Yeah, I like that better than Snowpro Winfrey. Yeah, and yes, there's there you go. Melton hey, John you're in it. Michigan. There you go. Oh, oh, that's really good. They're fun. This is so fun. I love this. I wanted to say there was like one more. Oh, Control Salt Delete <laughs> in Ohio. That's I good. I thought that was pretty that's good. That's really too. good. William DePlow. Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of a stretch, right? <laughs> yeah, now we're getting to where they're stretching a little bit. <laughs> Barbara Salters. It's good that we can have fun with the snow because, man, it was breaking our back, our yeah. shovels. I got a text from a friend who broke her shovel, just like Brian Nisnansky did. Oh. And poor Greg Matzik lost a wheel off his snow. It wasn't good. Sure did. It's about time to have a laugh over the winter weather. (laughs) It is 315 at WTMJ. Uh, We change gears, get a little more serious on this one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. That is up next on WTMJ. This one-year anniversary of the beginning of the war in Ukraine, I hate to use the word anniversary because that's usually a celebratory word. We commemorate one year ago that Russia went into Ukraine. There is big news happening that involves China and what their role could eventually be. ABC's Andy Field is with us from Washington. Hello, Andy. Hi there. Yeah, you know, this is really strange because just yesterday, China publicly tried to make itself look neutral by saying we're calling for uh, peace talks between Russia and Ukraine, uh, really backpedaling, trying to look like it's neutral in all this, when in fact uh, they have been supporting Russia uh, in giant ways, uh, for the most part, buying a lot of oil from Russia where other countries are not doing it. Uh, for China, Russia is their gas station at this point, and they're buying it at at market or above market prices when the U.S. and other allies have been trying to push the price of Russian oil down uh, in order to make it a whole lot harder for Russia to pay for its war. (coughs) Excuse me. In the meantime, uh, Antony Blinken uh, is telling ABC News that China is actively thinking about providing lethal assistance to Russia. Uh, This is while the U.S. continues to provide lethal assistance to Ukraine, Russia not having a whole lot of allies in all this here, but if China gets involved, it creates a lot of headaches for the entire world, Um, in large part because the allies would then start sanctioning China, and in many ways, uh, in fact, the U.S. today um, added more sanctions against Chinese companies that appear to be doing business with Russia, providing electronics and other things that is helping the war effort. But uh, China needs the U.S. to trade with. And if the U.S. were to put the kind of crippling sanctions on China that it has on Russia, that would just just be a gut punch to the Chinese economy. Well, and Andy, the experts believe that could also be a gut punch to our economy, because if we put devastating sanctions on China, they will retaliate. I mean, look what's just happened with the sanctions that we've put on Russia and how Ukraine has been affected and what that's done in part to to our stock market. How damaging would this be for already fragile relations that the U.S. currently has with China? Well, they're not particularly good at the moment. Uh, Certainly it would be bad, and you're right. Uh, It would certainly hurt our economy as well. And in many ways, uh, the sanctions against Russia were hurting our economy because it drove the price of gas up and added to inflation over the last year. 
Uh, President Biden and the people who support the U.S. supporting Ukraine here saying that it's worth it to preserve democracy in that country, as well as uh, have a show of force of NATO to say, look, we're not going to stand for this. You're not going to roll over this country. But as you mentioned at the very beginning of this, this is an anniversary, not one to celebrate, but certainly a very dark time that a war Russia thought would be over in a matter of days has now continued for more than a year with no end in sight. Andy, the numbers are staggering. 60,000 Russians, we believe, have been killed. 13,000 members of the Ukrainian military have been killed. 7,000 Ukrainian civilians have been killed. Uh, This is the U.S. today announces an additional $2 billion in military aid for Ukraine, and they continue to ask for fighter jets and very lethal military aid. Uh, Where do we stand on, on fighter jets and more advanced technology that they continue to ask for? I don't think the U.S. Has, uh, has actually come through with the fighter jets yet. Um, this, is, this has been that, that tightrope walk that the United States has done that is trying to only provide defensive weapons and defensive equipment there. Russia will certainly see fighter jets as offensive weapons, and uh, that, again, risks escalating the war and perhaps spreading it into NATO countries, and then we're all the way into World War III, which no one wants at this point. Uh, so I'm not sure when that decision is going to happen, if it's going to happen, but it's something that uh, President Biden has so far said no to. ABC's Andy Field with us in Washington. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Andy, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. You too. So coming up later on in the show, there is a local connection, several actually, to what's happened in Ukraine, especially the way people have stepped up. Local folks, businesses, organizations trying to make a real difference and what's happening half a world away. Uh, We have that part of the story for you coming up at 5.15 this afternoon. Coming up after the news here, we are going to discuss the Friday fish fry. Jason Smith is going to be out and about the next several weeks checking out different fish fries. And Jason Smith will be with us live in the studio after the news coming up at 3.30 here on WTMJ. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Let's talk Friday Fish Fry. WTMJ's Jason Smith is with us in the studio. He's checking them out all over the city. Jason, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I'm all fished up. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, they feed you? They always feed me. Oh, That's good. a good thing. They yeah. always feed me. Good man. They make sure where, I'm did care you, of. where did you go for yeah. your first fish fry? So I went to Old German Beer Hall right here in the Third Ward. It's right here in Milwaukee. Um, great fish. Amazing fish. Basically walked in. A general manager, Van Walker, showed me how he makes the fish and stuff like that. We talked. He explained to me Lent. He explained to me like every Friday is um, they have a lot of customer and a lot of traffic, but especially during Lent. And then also on top of Lent, um, the pandemic. He talked about the pandemic and how that really increased their fish fry sales. The pandemic really increased. It just fish. took it to the next level. Took it to the next level, and that just kept going. Um, and I, I feel like honestly, all the places I've been to, they are definitely one of the best. And that's why I feel like people should definitely go to that one. When you say best, you mean, because like, as soon as you walk in, you get an atmosphere or just flavor or what, what are some of the things that make it outstanding to you? The entire atmosphere. So right when I walked in, everybody was just chilling, looking at the TV. And then when I walked to the back, walked into the kitchen, then he wasn't playing. He got straight to it. Um, (laughs) 
put the fries on, boom, t telling me step by step. That's what I got in the video. Like when I went, I video recorded it. And it's a step by step process of how they make their fish and how they make their fish fry. Um, and it's a great process. I think we got a little audio here. So let's listen to this. This is from your excursion. We import everything from Munich. I mean, we're very fortunate in having a relationship with Hofbrau in Munich. They send beer across the Atlantic, and we use that beer for uh, our beer batter and pretty much all of our menu stuff. So. Yeah, so basically the whole restaurant um, basically tries to capture the feeling of the most famous beer hall in the world, which yeah. is in Munich. Yep. It's Hoffenbra. Yeah. Hoffenbrauhaus. Hoffenbrauhaus, yeah. That's yes. a beautiful, yes. fun, big place. Yeah, so it, that's and they get all of their beer from there, and everything they make is with that beer, and that's really their secret. Um, that's why it's so good. So it's like the battered cod, right? Right. He was showing you how to do the dredge and all that stuff and, and get the fish in, drop the fish, make it golden brown. Golden brown. All right, now, like, are you a lemon guy? Do you, do you like to squeeze a lemon on it? I do not. You don't? Oh, on any of my I, fish. He was hard to see that look on his face. <laughs> You're not uh, feeling the lemon. I don't like lemon. I don't like lemon water. Okay. I don't like, I, I don't even see the point <laughs> of lemon oh my. water. I don't like the taste of lemon water, and I, I don't even like the taste. I, I, I can squeeze a little bit of lemon. On the on the fish, you don't have to say that to make him feel better. No, it's okay. No, I really can squeeze a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> but so the fish fry is a new experience for you, right? So you're you're getting a full on education on what it's like to be in the middle of a Wisconsin fish fry. Basically, especially like with cod. So like early, uh, earlier on the uh, morning show, like I was talking, asking, if, "Have you guys had catfish?" Yeah, before? yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. that's what I've had. Yeah. Like I've had some catfish. Um, Fish Cod's fries a lot before. Cod, yeah, cod completely different. But I like cod though. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like I do like cod. Uh, he explained light batter equal crispy cod. So Okay, good to know. All right, he is Jason Smith. Uh, there's nothing fishy about the stories that he's doing. <laughs> uh, we've got a meaty digital selection for you. You can text the word fish to the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Text the word fish. The eight five five six one six one six twenty. Man, this is gonna be fun. You'll join us next Friday too? Every Friday. All right. It's a date. It is 343 at WTMJ. The Bucks got something really exciting going on. It's Bucks in Six Lifestyle Apparel Gear. This is so cool. One of their main guys, Michael Balot, is going to join us live in the studio up next. Bucks in Six! Bucks in Six! Bucks in Six! Bucks in Six! Bucks in Six Lifestyle Apparel is now on sale at the Pro Shop. This is the coolest stuff you're going to see anywhere. This is really sweet. It's in demand. Michael Balotz, the Senior Vice President of Bucks Ventures and Development. He's with us live in the studio. Thanks for being here. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right, let's just talk about this right away. We have some of the gear here. This is beautiful. It's such high quality. It's a, a collaboration. Where should we start? When people ask you about this cool lifestyle apparel brand, what do you tell them makes it special? Well, I think what makes it special is normally we work with specifically NBA licensees and, and the mainstream products that really are just have a Bucks logo and are very simple and simplistic and, and similar to other teams and what they have. And this is something that uh, is uniquely Milwaukee. We partnered with Brema Brema, and we were yeah. so excited about him you, being our first collaboration here with he's from Milwaukee, moved his business out to L.A., 
And then, you know, that piece that you have there feels more stylish, feels, feels more lifestyle. You don't just have to wear that uh-huh. when you're going to the game. You can wear that out and about. And just something uniquely Milwaukee. And we couldn't be more thrilled to have him as our partner, him to kick this off with. And you should have seen the pro shop this morning. Mm. We launched it at 11 a.m., a line around the corner. I've got wow. a great video of people running in with their arms full and, and getting as much as they can. And, and we're just uh, we're thrilled about the start. But this is the first of the beginning of this. So we're going to be doing limited drops with other um, collaborators like Bristol Studios, like Brandon Jennings' Tough Crowd, who, awesome. who originated the phrase Bucks yeah. and Six. So lots of fun. This Brema Brema artist is just wonderful. I love that you're supporting local artists and integrating them into this cool project to elevate artists because another thing i love about pfizer forum is all of the art that was commissioned to be there and looking at this design kind of like the milwaukee brewers logo that's got the m and the b in the mitt where it's like oh it's a kind of a reveal look at this it's bango's face but there's a butterfly in his nose (laughs) and then where you see the antlers if you look closely it's a one nine six eight. It's amazing. It's got yeah. history worked in, but it's one of those where every time you look at it, it's really impactful and sharp and looks great and edgy. But then the more you look at it, the more is revealed. It's like you're wearing a piece of art. <laughs> exactly. You really are, and that, and that I think the, was really the goal of partnering with Brema because he brought that artistic vision, and again, you know, utilizing something that he thought was really um, suited his crowd, his interest, and here into Milwaukee. So. Um, yeah, it looks great, and you're right. Every time you look at it, you see something just a little bit different. Yeah, this you is know, wonderful. I, you bring up such an interesting point, Michael, because the, the City Connect jerseys and the iterations of that have, have done really, really well, and I think mm-hmm. they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. They're so different, and maybe not the traditional color scheme. But I don't know how many teams around the league, maybe Toronto with We the North, but mm-hmm. I, how many teams have something like this, Bucks and Six, that is so unique to the team from a player who was popular, who exploded onto the scene. Such a cool opportunity. There's some that do something similar that would say they have a private label, but I don't know that they've done necessarily what we've done in collaborating with someone so local and having such an exclusive limited amount of these. Just a couple hundred are available. Again, we went on sale today at 11. I expect them to be all gone by the end of the game. Wow. And that, I think, is something that makes it a little bit more unique. And then when you talk about the great partnership we're going to have with Brandon Jennings, I expect that to all sell out in a day. And certainly we could make more and maybe sell more, but I think the goal is really to have it exclusive, have this demand, have people want it, feel proud, feel cool, feel excited when they get a piece. And um, this is something that, again, while this this is really just the beginning, this is going to be a line that's going to carry on for a long, long time. So it's going to continuously evolve, and we're going to try to accommodate and find something for everybody. How important is it that, as an organization, you guys have worked so hard and been so successful at working with local businesses, local entrepreneurs, existing restaurants, people that have been here a long time, as you build a cool new brand in our city. Can you talk about the importance of those relationships and that collaboration across southeast Wisconsin? I mean, it's a huge part of what we do. I don't think there's any professional sports franchise that really embraces where they're from and engages with locals more, whether it's the local police, firemen, all the local businesses and collaboration, this collaboration, certainly on the retail side. Um, I think we give back and it's just core to what we do. So everything that comes from the top down from our ownership to Peter Fagan, it's something that we're always thinking about and giving back to the community. And uh, we think we're great stewards of the community and we'll continue to be so.
Is there a sense of responsibility when you're in a city and you're succeeding and you're doing well to help take care of that city, hold that city's hand, hug that city when it's what it needs? Oh, definitely. I mean, our fans are from Milwaukee. And, um, you know, when you look in Deer District and look at uh, go to a game at Pfizer Forum or a concert or a Marquette game, you look around that represents Wisconsin. And I think it's our duty to to represent them then as well. How's the hotel coming along? I'm really, oh. <laughs> really excited about that hotel. That's going to be an incredible addition to our city. It's great. It's going to open mid-May, 207 rooms, wow. uh, 8,000 ish square feet of meeting space two restaurants a rooftop bar or three restaurants rooftop bar and restaurant one on the first floor then kind of a lounge um on the second floor um we can't wait for it to open and obviously you know we have a couple music venues that are going to be breaking mm-hmm. ground soon we're in t- talks with residential so it just continues to evolve and grow and and really um you know something that we're, we couldn't be more thrilled about who doesn't love the sound of a rooftop? <laughs> you know, hanging right, out right, and what right. a great view and really enjoying the architecture and just the city. So I'm all in on that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. How cool is it that you've created this entire district? I mean, when we had the Bradley Center, we had the Bradley Center. It was fun to watch basketball there. Now we don't just have a state-of-the-art, gorgeous piece of art arena, but the whole area is walkable and you can hang out there and it's not just basketball. It's just kind of what the vision was. It was definitely the vision. It got accelerated when uh, we we had our deep playoff run in 2019, and then really in 2021, we won the championship. The visuals, I still can't get over when you see 75, a legit 75, 80,000 people outside. You know, one of those things a lot of people will exaggerate how many people are outside. We don't have to do that. There was a lot of people out there, and it was a tremendous experience, and it really brought Milwaukee together. And I think, you know, it is Milwaukee's gathering place, and it's fun to talk to people all across the state that will know where the Deer District is immediately. Um, and it's only been around for five years, but it feels like it's been here forever. All right. How can people get this gear and what happens next? Because this gear is going to be gone because <laughs> it's hot and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous. But the good news is there's going to be more of this line of stuff coming out in the future, right? Yes, there will. So this specific um, collaboration with Unfinished Legacy, um, again, started today at 11. will be on sale at the game, whatever remaining. We anticipate it will be all gone. We have another um, collaboration with Bristol Studios coming out in a couple weeks. Excellent. Um, a great uh, fashion brand out of L.A. And then also, as I mentioned, with Tough Crowd and Brandon Jennings, um, shortly before the playoffs. So each one's going to be limited. We're going to promote the heck out of it, and we think we're going to have tremendous interest. And when you see the video from today, um, you'll see how, how much interest there really was. Go to social media and check it out. The best way is to just regularly visit the Pro Shop. They've got great gear here, and this will end up there as well. Michael Ballot is the Senior Vice President of Bucks Ventures and Development. Thanks for being with us. Great. Thank you. Go Bucks.